Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are in the Shocktober part of the year and our month this this year is Doctober. Yes, we love an October pun. We will be doing Rocky Horror Picture Show and Shock Treatment, which is like a not sequel sequel type dealie. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Today is Rocky Horror Picture Show, baby! Do you have any history with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been dodging it for several years, but finally, it Here is the are. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, when was the first time I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show? Um, I feel like I saw it on one of those like VH1 like Halloween special type deals when Mm -hmm. I was a kid and you know where they like cut out some of the things but keep like most of the movie so like when you watch it later as an adult you're like when did that happen I don't remember (laughs) that (laughs) but um yeah I think I think I was probably like early pubescent years um god but yeah no it's i mean it's a cult classic so there's not a whole lot um i think not a whole lot of people that listen to this podcast anyway that haven't seen rocky horror at some point i don't know what about you i watched it for the first time uh i've watched okay i watched the first half for the first time in my first year of university like i i don't know if i'd ever heard of it um i don't know if by that time i'd seen like the glee episode that was rocky horror centered but i'm not a glee fan so like it's possible i saw it after but um yeah i i think i'd mentioned to someone i was in you know musical theater society with like oh I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show and they're like oh my god you have to watch it and we watched like the first half and then I had to go home because the trains were like not gonna be available anymore and stuff like that so and then I like waited like three more years before I watched it in its entirety (laughs) (laughs) so um but I knew who Jim Carrey was how you did the um didn't weren't you there when they were doing Rocky Horror like, that I I think they'd started that tradition the year prior to me rejoining musical theater okay. society. So like I'd um, yeah sometime when I was not there they started the thing of like doing it every year or whatever, and um, I came back and I did it, but and that was truly the first time I'd seen it in its entirety. <laughs> like the day we were performing it because. We were all like assigned little parts and little parts of the song, so we weren't like all playing the same character throughout the show. Uh, mm-hmm. So the very first time I saw beginning to end was the day we performed it um, on stage uh, for everybody. Like one of those, I mean, these are common where you like play the movie and then you have people come in and sing the songs and like costume and stuff and then they go away and then you watch the thing and then you have like all of these like chants and ad lib things that you yell at the screen and all that stuff all that fun stuff 
Um, but I did did know who Tim Curry was from. Uh, <laughs> didn't from know Barbie. Who Tim Curry was. I I did from <sighs> Barbie and the Nutcracker, as well oh, as God. the Wild Thornberries, because I was a child at one point, and those were the things that I watched. So yeah. That's still. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I yeah I you know discovered it very late, um, in the you know musical theater kid time I guess. The movie um, is from nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five, originally um, on stage in nineteen seventy three seventy four, um, but we open. Um, iconically with the black background and red lips singing to us uh, science, science fiction, fiction. <laughs> double feature other lyrics I don't quite know <laughs> etc etc <laughs> Whoa! Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, throughout the song, they're making reference to a bunch of um, other kind of science fiction horror movies. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure someone made a list of how many they reference, um, but you just have to listen to it. I haven't seen half of the things that they're talking about, but... Like, the only so, thing that I can remember right now that I'm like, I've heard of it is Forbidden Planet. Everything else, I'm not sure if I've planet. ever heard of them. So. <laughs> After the lips, we um, go into a church scene. It's a wedding. Uh, Brad Major's friend um, and Janet Weiss's friends are getting married. I think they were in the same class together at school. They're getting married. Um, Janet is the one who catches the bouquet from the bride. Um, we see in the background of this wedding people that we're going to meet later. Uh, we have Frankenfurter and Riff Raff and Magenta and... That was a... F- this watching, this viewing was the first time I'd noticed that they were You didn't there. see that... <laughs> Well, it would make sense if you if you the first time you see the film you wouldn't know. Um, yeah, you likely wouldn't pay attention, but yeah. Um, so they're there, and then we get um, with after Janet catches the bouquet, we see that Brad is looking a little nervous. Um, because he has actually prepared or been preparing at some point to propose and then this is the opportunity and he does it um, in a song that they sing together Damn it Janet Janet I love you I love it it's fun um, I love. I I don't know. I love Susan Sarandon in this. Uh, she's oh yeah, so great. Absolutely. I love her so much in this. Hi, Brad. 
after this sequence where they kiss in the church affirming their love they are planning to go and visit their uh old professor dr scott dr everett scott it was in their in his class that they met so i think they just want to like go and like share the news with him like thank him and stuff like this so they're in the car on a night out we have a narrator in the form of a criminologist um and he's just keeping us updated on what's currently happening so they're at, they're on the night out they get a flat tire the spare tire is out of air so after remembering uh that there was a castle that they saw on the way back um to everett scott brad decides to go and see if they have a telephone and Janet, of course, decides to go with him, despite the rain that is coming down around them. They walk up to the castle, singing, There's a light over at the Frankenstein place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see Riff Raff for the first time in the window. Um, we also see that the motorcyclists who had been passing Brad and Janet uh, are all here at this castle. And when Riff Raff greets them at the door, his countenance is, um, oh, it's classic. He's like a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like that, to me, it was just like a Scooby-Doo butler. Like, like the Mute. moment, like this time watching it, I was just like, this exact, like, uh, cadence and voice quality and, like, just the just everything about it was such a scooby-doo moment for me i was like wow well i mean it is parodying like a bunch of tropes from like these different uh movies and horror stuff so (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if it was very on purpose um but he welcomes them in and informs them uh, based on the noise that they hear, that there is an actual party going on at this time. And he ends up, after meeting, after Brad and Janet meet uh, a magenta, his sister, questionable, <laughs> um, He uh, they lead them into the party chamber, like ballroom-esque. There's a stage... Um, where all of the Transylvanians are there to do the time warp. Time warp again. It's just a jump to the left. I think if I was watching this movie for the first time, the time warp would be the point at which I'm sold. Because everything before is just like uh, singing and like typical, but then it's like, oh, yeah, oh, this is weird. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the first time I watched it, like the time warp, not only is it the thing that I knew from Rocky Horror Picture Show without knowing it was from there. Um, yeah. But it is like the the point where it's like, and now we enter the strange, <laughs> and it's like very fun. Uh, we also meet uh, Columbia, who comes out 
in a gold sequin tap dancing uh, affair. Yes. She's she's lovely, but after all the Transylvanians collapse after the time warp, and Brad and Janet are subtly trying to well subtly to the because Brad is trying to be just cheerful the whole time, and Janet is just like keeps fainting because this is a lot for her sensibilities um approaching next i mean appearing next is dr frank and furter uh who reveals himself that he is the master of this house how do you do i yeah yeah sweet transvestite um I was surprised, like, watching it this time around, I was surprised at how quickly the songs, like, flew in. Um, flew? Mm-hmm. Flew? F- yeah. Yeah. To each other. There's, like, a um, thousand songs. <laughs> like, I also was like, oh, okay, this is, like, nonstop. They have, like, three lines of dialogue between each song. It's great. The <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, oh, Frankenfurter looking awesome. Love the corset heels all of it i want it <laughs> yeah absolutely um through song he informs the couple that he has discovered uh how to create life um and he invites them to stay and <laughs> uh invites them up to his lab so that they can witness uh him making a man um, after Frank and Berter leaves uh, and all of the guests as well start to leave out Riff Raff and Magenta strip the couple of their <laughs> clothes which is the point where I would be out I'm, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they stayed um, maybe the they're just confused like <laughs> The thing is that um, Brad seems very interested. Like <laughs> the whole time, I was like, "Wow, Brad is not really that faced." Like at first, he seemed a little bit apprehensive, but it didn't take much for him to be like, "All right, this seems fun." Meanwhile, Janet is like, "Brad, please take me home." I think. Brad had like this singular notion of trying to remain pleasant to these people until he could get a phone. I think that was his priority because sure. he knows that they're stuck regardless. Like, even if they leave the house and go back to the car, they'd be stuck there in the rain until yeah. when? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I, th- I think he was trying to remain as pleasant as possible and just like respect people's culture <laughs> um, until they could leave uh, but they're led up to the lab uh, Frank and Furt are dressed in his green gown that has the pink triangle um, of uh, homosexuality there were some like weird not weird but they were making some like quips to like the Holocaust is like German I, stuff. I feel like that flew over my head. Um, 
I was, was watching it on my phone. <laughs> so there's that it as was, well. It was it was so like the the robe that um I say robe, the gown that Frank and Frota is wearing, the pink triangle, you know, um, is similar to the triangle that they would put on the sleeves of the Jewish oh, right. um people. Yeah. And then um Brad missteps and calls Janet Weiss Janet Weiss like oh, yes, German I that too. and then when he when later on when uh, Scott is there and Franken calls him Von Scott right. I think things that would have had more impact in 1975 versus Don't right now. now in the lab Riff Raff follows uh, Frankenfurter's instructions and begins to raise this creature that is held in a tank and wrapped in bandages uh, to life and gets up and we see that it is a blonde haired muscly man <laughs> like a tiny little gold speedo and <laughs> gold boots <laughs> yeah that uh, Frankenfurter has named Rocky and he is Frank's, uh, like, a perfect uh, image of a man. Is that, what did he say? Charles Atlas seal of approval kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rocky sort of, like, bursts out and is like, sort of and whatever, and running around and being like, ah, I am born. <laughs> Some strong singers. Mm-hmm. On this, on this album, like I, I don't know why I would think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, after the sort of Damocles and uh, Rocky being chased by Frankenfurter around the room, um, which it, it's, it's, it's funny to get the juxtaposition of him like singing like very clearly like all of the words, but then in real time he doesn't speak he just kind of grunts he's like he's just been born so um he's literally the born yesterday trope but male version born today (laughs) born born today born this hour and Um, then like immediately sexualized I hate that but okay (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it but it is nice to see it on somebody else. I am not gonna lie. Sure. <laughs> just, just, sure. Just, 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 to, just to be clear, like it's not right, but, <laughs> it, but it, yes, it is interesting to see it turned on its head a little bit. Sure. Yeah, but as you said, he's immediately sexualized um, with Frank singing. I can make you a man. He asks uh, uh, Janet like what she thinks of him, and she's like, I don't really like muscles. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> don't shave Brad like this. Because like, she also then like looks at him and kind of like, right, sweetheart? <laughs> like. <laughs> We know my type isn't like buff or anything. Oh boy! But like, but... she also changes her mind fairly quickly because not very long after, she's like, "I think I like muscles or something along those lines." Yeah, 
but yes, you can see, like, I, I think it's, like, right after that song. Oh, no, it's in the middle of that song. Gets interrupted um, by the freezer door coming down and bursting through, like, blocks of ice. We have someone riding a motorcycle whose, like, head is half cut open and, like, sewn back together. And we meet Eddie is uh, riding on a motorcycle and he's singing Opportunity, bless my soul yes. dun, 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 dun. yeah um and this is our second meatloaf sighting yes it is after spice girls <laughs> oh you mean the second one for the year yes yes yeah um, wait when else did we see him the, in the, the movie the that shall not be named. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I love that you've blocked it so far from your mind. <laughs> My God. Okay. Um, but yes, he, he, he bursts out singing Hot Patootie. We can see that Columbia is in love with him, like infatuated, so happy to see him. Uh, he seems to be like the life of the party, but Frank is not amused at all. And you can see that it, it breaks down and he gets a hatchet with like an axe pick on the back. And he, like, Eddie is, like, completely fearful and backs into the freezer. And Frank just goes to town. Uh, we don't see the carnage, but he comes back out. His gloves are bloodied. Um, or they're removed by Magenta. Like, screams. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl. But he just picks right back up singing about making a man and and it's just like oh because Rocky was upset and it was like oh don't be upset he didn't have the muscles and Rocky's just like just lifts up his arms like oh god anyway but then they go off to the bedroom I guess there's a bed the curtains and the anyway um Brad and Janet are afterwards shown to their rooms they're separated despite being engaged uh they're shown to separate rooms curtained and Riff Raff and Magenta are watching on the video screens later on that evening when Frank goes first to visit Janet in the disguise of Brad which I don't know how like dark those rooms are but mm-hmm. <laughs> he mimics he mimics Brad's voice very well I'll give him that yes um, I assume but... it's the alien powers because it's not even just mimicking at that point it's, it's just yeah. Brad's voice <laughs> but he goes in tricks Janet briefly but the wig comes off and Janet's like no uh, I was saving myself I can't believe you would do this you tricked me but she eventually succumbs to Frank and Flutter's reasoning I guess 
<laughs> I mean, he he does sort of blackmail her, like, what if he caught us like this kind of thing? And, like, I won't yeah. tell anybody. And, like, all very incredibly dodgy things that if you ever hear that from a person who is trying to bed you, I hope that you have the strength and ability to run and leave the situation because yikes (laughs) while this is happening Rocky is sleeping peacefully on the bed and Riff Raff takes the candelabra that is uh, sitting on the side and begins to try to frighten and scare him until he breaks the He's, he's like chained to the to the bed and he breaks the chains and jumps down the elevator shaft and is loose in the house um, Frank inverter on the other hand now goes to do the opposite and seduces mm-hmm. Brad initially in the guise of Janet which the wig comes off they have basically the same conversation I'm not certain how far Frank and Berta got with Janet, but there's a clear idea of how far he got with Brad, at the very least. Um, yeah. During this during this time, uh, he's informed that Rocky is loose, but he doesn't seem like that bothered. Like Riffraff's like Magenta has let go the dogs. And he's like, coming, and then goes back immediately to what he was doing. Janet, after what happened with Frank and Verger, um, is, a, is a bit distraught and starts like pleading for help from anyone. Because <laughs> the night is so confusing and everything, you know. I love this part. Like, I just... Because, <laughs> like, they do these, like, quick cuts of her sort of like I don't know being like you said distressed I don't know I really like this like very melodramatic over the top acting that is going on it's super camp I'm enjoying myself I'm like yes <laughs> be afraid Janet we love to see it um, I mean not really but <laughs> I did like that scene so <laughs> immediately after this she goes to f- find out what's happening what's on the monitors and she looks and she sees brad uh with frank in the bed while he's like smoking a cigarette and it's like an indication of what happened and she's just like oh brad how could you and i'm like you could too how could you as the you sweetheart let's not do this <laughs> like not after what you did as well baby calm down (laughs) oh god which again it has me like questioning like how much she actually did with Frank but I don't know Sure. like I don't know but as she's like weeping into her arm she hears a grunt from the tank and uh, discovers Rocky who's looking like beat up probably from like being chased by dogs (laughs) through bushes and he's just hiding in the tank janet rips up his um her uh underskirt to start to tend to his wounds and in while she's doing that it sparks the idea for her to get back both brad and frank because of course that's the thing that she needs to do um 
mm-hmm. by being uh, close with Rocky in an intimate manner. And Magencia and Columbia are just like having like a girls' night, and they're just watching this happen on the monitor. It's like, tell us about it, Janet. I'd never something something before. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. The never something getting into heavy petting. It only leads to danger and seed wedding. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. I want to be daddy. Don't reach me, fulfill me. Creature of the night. It's so fun. I mean, it's wrong. So wrong. So very wrong. Because, again, he, he just started existing. Um, but still, just a song. But the song is fun. Yes. Um, but, yes, after, uh, or rather while this is happening, we see that uh, Frankenfurter has now gotten up, whipping riffraff while they're in the lift with Brad. Oh. <laughs> um cursing him that he should have been watching Rocky and how could this have happened while they're at the monitors um, looking to see where Rocky is uh, Riff Raff notices that there's someone at the door uh, who is in fact Dr. Everett Scott who Brad recognizes um, because again former science teacher but Frankenfurter is immediately on guard now because he knows that name and Dr. Everett Scott works with the, um, what did he say? The, the government. Yeah, the government. I think he said like the FBI or something. Um, but he searches for UFOs and he immediately thinks that Brad and Janet are there on a mission to like infiltrate his house and gain information uh, on him and the Transylvanians because they're aliens. Did not mention that at any point. I mean, but, I did. <laughs> I mentioned it. This is true. Briefly, but if you weren't paying attention, you probably didn't like clock that. That was what. That's what I said. Because um, I said alien powers, but like, <laughs> that also out of context means nothing. Um, but yeah, he's like super paranoid now. He's like, you know, like you've sent here and Brad's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about man this is my teacher (laughs) and then they sort of let him in and it's like this really fun little like sequence of like the wheelchair being pulled by the sheer force of like alien hood I don't know what fucking magic they have it's a magnet that they have I don't know why they have a specific magnet track in the floor but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cuz he flipped the switch on the wall and then it just went new uh yep <laughs> but and uh, then he reaches the lab area of things yes in the lab uh frankenfurter immediately accosts him and is like you sent them here um to my house this is part of your plan and both Brad and Dr. Scott are denying such a case and Dr. Scott is actually there because he is looking for his nephew Eddie which we met earlier and Frank uh, killed him so upon hearing that Frank is just like oh um, 
don't know. <laughs> just like, and then they hear like, like mm. and they hear the the goings on in the little tank. Um, yeah. To which, like, Janet and Rocky pop out or whatever, and Doctor Scott's like, Janet, <laughs> Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad. Um, what is? Rocky. I don't even remember what. In, oh yeah, Rocky, Janet, Doctor Scott, Janet, Brad. Rocky. It's fun. It happens like seven times. Um, I mean, not really, <laughs> but it happens several times, um, which is fun. And then they have like dinner. <laughs> Frank and Fred are like, okay, yes. let's have dinner, you guys. Magenta comes and rings the gong and she's like, okay, we'll have dinner together. And so they all gather around this dinner table where Riff Raffkin places a giant, like, slab of meat and frankenfurter takes one of those little electric turkey cutters and begins to like slice through the meat chunk as magenta is pouring wine in the glasses um he briefly threatens rocky when rocky is prepared to take a drink before it's ready um but the meat gets distributed around the table and frank does a toast to absent friends and they they settle down to eat. It's revealed that Eddie had sent a note to um to his his uncle. That is what prompted him to come there in the first place. Not any um issue of UFO study. Um even though he is aware of who Frankenflirter is, Dr. Scott. Um which is probably why he was interested to go there in the first place. Um, and I don't remember specifically what Frank Inferno says. Yeah, he, has, but it he makes... says a line along that, like, yeah. that implies that they're eating Eddie. Eddie, yeah. And, and Columbia blocks that. And uh... like, Excuse me. She leaves and she like screams like, behind closed doors sometimes but the the song Eddie does take place there it's like the what a guy na 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 I could cry and I did but we learned through the song that Eddie like wasn't like the best kid he like had like troubles in his past um he was a delivery boy I don't think it's in this scene, but Frank does end up saying that he took half of Eddie's brain and put it in Rocky, Mm -hmm. um, that he shouldn't have done that. Um, But at the, at the point, um, at the end of the song, he like strips the table of like the cloth and everything to reveal that they're actually eating on top of Eddie's casket. his glass casket he's like organs exposed yeah fun 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 times great dinner <laughs> I love yeah. to come around and eat human it's great yeah so much fun um it was in this scene janet is frightened and so she runs into rocky's arms which then prompts frank to get so angry and he starts to chase janet uh 
through the house like round and round brad is like wheeling dr scott to the lift to try and meet them up as they go up as janet and um frankenfurt to run towards the lab etc yes and then so there we then we have I don't know why this is so funny to me, but then we have um, Brad who's like, <laughs> "You're a hot dog. Thank you, <laughs> Do not hurt her." And like he does this like small punchy motion. It's so cute. Like I don't know. I I burst out laughing every time when he does that. Like Frankenfurt her. <laughs> And then they make the, it's a cute joke. Like, you're a hot dog, Frankenfurter. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, don't judge me. I just got that as you said that. I never, <laughs> it never registered in my brain. That's why they call him a hot. I just thought it was some archaic slang that just, you know. <laughs> I mean, My brain was just like, fair. oh yeah, Frankenfurter. Listen, I just sometimes <laughs> I think about like Greece slang yeah. stuff. So my brain was just like, oh, it's just one of those. Oh, yeah, come on. Just that makes a lot of. Yeah. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They're all up in the lab, and Frank has Magenta turn them into statues with the Medusa Transdusa. Um, And this includes Columbia, who comes down to confront Frank uh, by telling him he just used his people and discarded them because first he was with Columbia and then uh, tossed her aside for Eddie and then now uh, leave Eddie for Rocky. So, but yeah, no. Um... Now they have to be prepared for the show, quote-unquote. Um, yes. Their statues are moved to um, a stage. In the background of this, we can see that Magenta and Riff Raff have been planning something. Mm-hmm. We don't specifically know what. Um, they seem to want to go back to Transylvania wherever that is but at the stage the transducer the demedusifier releases each person one by one to sing their bit yes. in rose tint my world yes the, uh, the one that i like the most is is, is brad's like um no 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 help me mommy don't tell that bit I like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is super rocking the heels. Rocky is <laughs> struggling a little bit there, but, you know, <laughs> he also was born like a couple hours ago, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he says seven hours. So, like, this whole situation has taken place over seven hours. Yeah. What an eventful time. <laughs> It's beyond me, help me, mommy, 
Again, rocking the heels. Love it. (laughs) But yes, they do the stage show, the cabaret show. Frank joins in um, and uh, there's like a reveal of an RKO tower and he drops into the mist which is hiding a swimming pool. Don't dream it. Be it. And everybody joins in in harmony. It's great. They're all doing Mm -hmm. synchronized swimming. Yes. They're just having this like mini like water orgy too actually i just remembered like they start to like get into it (laughs) i was trying not to say orgy but there's like no other word to describe what was happening um (laughs) but yeah that's happening everett scott who was not in the cabaret show um wakes up uh from his medusa state and he just starts to join in um, as the song transitions into wild and untamed thing um, he's just like kicking his little legs in his wheelchair that uh, wearing heels um, that's great it's all very like Elvisy. Now that I think of it, there's like a it's, lot it's, of it's, like. Oh. The songs are very rockabilly, yeah. Yeah. Riff Raff and Magenta appear, I guess, in <laughs> either travel suits or like the local Transylvanian fair. But they appear. Um, Magenta is now fully rocking like Bride of Frankenstein hair. Yes. Um, and they're like, Frankenfurter, we're going back to Transylvania. Um, ready the transducer beam. Um, you're our, our prisoner now. Frankenfurter is like, wait, let me explain. <laughs> he doesn't actually explain, but he <laughs> sings, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's true. <sighs> He like there's there's no explanation in that song <laughs> um this is like when my brain stops like uh registering <laughs> the songs <laughs> like because they're happening in quick succession mm-hmm. or quicker succession than um before oh is it i'm coming home or something like that yeah Okay. <laughs> yeah. He like sings his heart out to a crowd that isn't there. Um, the spell is broken. Um after uh Riff Raff and Magenta reveal that maybe they weren't as specific as they meant to be because when they said we in the going home they did not mean <laughs> him. He was to remain there in spirit apparently and Columbia screams which causes Riff Raff to turn and trigger the ray gun which kills her instantly and Frankenfurter on seeing this is like immediately terrified um I guess he wasn't sure like if they were gonna like fully kill him 
But now he's like, oh, oh shit, they're gonna like full kill me. And he starts to turn and run towards the curtain um, and climb it. I don't understand. Maybe he's just panicking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the only explanation, truly, because there is no way he was getting out of this situation. There's a left and oh. a right <laughs> exit to the stage. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Maybe. But. <laughs> But he starts to like climb the backdrop, and of course, that just gives Riff Ruff a clear point to shoot at. So he shoots the ray gun, it hits him, um, everything comes down around him. Uh, Rocky is distraught and goes over and picks up his dead, I don't know, parent, creator. Thing, um, yeah. I I don't want to say parent because it, it just makes yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. His his creator, yeah. um, and like is like upset, and the ray gun beams that Riffraff is now firing are like, bouncing off of him. Like he's so strong, um, he's like starting to like climb the RKO tower like King Kong um but I think one of the beams reflect off and like destabilize the whole um thing and so it comes crashing down again um Rocky and Frank landing in the pool Frank not Frank Brad Janet and Dr. Scott um are just there watching this terrible thing <laughs> in shock or it's just like there's nowhere for them to go um dr scott is agreeing with what riff raff is doing because you know frank killed eddie so like he's like society has to be like maintained or whatever um and riff raff actually lets them leave he's like you should uh, we're going to be transporting the whole house back to transsexual and so they need to go and so uh, the two of them wheel Dr. Scott as far as they could go like at the end they're kind of like hoist dragging him out of the house as it begins to like beam and spark and there's an explosion that happens yeah, and then I they're think, like all like busted up, crawling. Yeah, singing superheroes, which I don't actually know the sound of, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's like an '80s power ballad type vibe of like big like sound type stuff, and Susan Sarandon's there like superhero. Etc. Um, but yeah, and then that's like it, and then science fiction double feature plays again, and it's great. Yes, the criminologist like closes it out, and then yeah, yeah. Wow, what a time! So that is the movie. Now let's get into Ooh. our ratings. Uh, Starting off as we always do with music and choreography. Um, so the the main choreography is the time warp, and it is a, it is an iconic dance. 
that is simple enough for most people to do uh, or pick up. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about the time warp. Um, in terms of music, as we mentioned before, a lot of it is in that kind of uh, 50s, 60s rockabilly style, which I'm guessing since this came out in uh, 1970 would be the kind of music that the writers would have grown up and enjoyed. Um, so that makes sense. Also, it's paying homage to um, movies from earlier times. So it also makes sense that there's like um, that kind of music there as well. Um, a lot of the songs are pretty um, iconic for like how they are and how they like encapsulate a time period. There's not really a bad song that I can think of. There are songs that you enjoy, um, obviously more than others, but uh, there's no songs. That's like even the deleted song "Once in a While," uh, which is sung by Brad uh, after his meeting with Frankenfurter. Um, it's a ballad, and you know I'm not a fan of ballads, but it's it's fine. It's a good song. Uh, so I would say for music and choreography in Rocky Horror, I would give it um, four point two five out of five red lips. Alright. I like the songs as well. Um, it is a very song filled musical uh, I love that and a lot of the songs like I said before like happening very quick succession with like very little dialogue in between and then towards the end it's basically just song with like one line in between everything um, which kind of makes it hard to delineate like to like actually say okay this was the full song okay this is the next song so to me the last like 10 minutes did not really register to me as separate songs. Um, I was just like, yeah, this is just one long song that changes a bunch of vibes over, you know, the, the last 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, either way, I do like the songs. They're fun. And just like, it is something you can get into. You can watch and be like into it. And just, they're fun and funny. And very melodramatic at times and it's great i'm gonna give it um 4.25 lips sounds great for me um yeah 4.25 red expositional overture lips yeah okay now for story i mean it's a loose story like there's A to B and things happen in the middle of it but it's not like it's not like there's like a driving like like a rich plot you know sure um <laughs> it's just a fun time uh we're just we're just kind of following Brad and Janet a little bit as things happen in these houses and we can ascribe most of the strangeness to 
the denizens of the house being aliens um so so that's fun um but uh because there isn't like a thick plot to try and follow i think it just kind of leans more towards it just being there for a fun time and makes you not have to think very hard so i would say for story um i don't want to give it a low store low score just because the story is simple so I'll, I'll give it a 3.75 for story um 3.75 ray guns okay uh yeah the story is just event after event and not really like narrative based <laughs> or, or plot heavy um it's just like random event another random event that kind of stems from the previous random event but like really it could have happened regardless um and not very many of the scenes really rely on each other to move forward in any way shape or form uh but it's still a good time and i agree that i also don't want to just be like hey you get a one because i wasn't like following <laughs> i wasn't following these like strong characters in this very specific story um it is just it's just it is just like there for like good fun times and you don't like need to think about it like you said so i will also give it like 3.75 ray guns i think that is a very fair score to give and overall enjoyment i mean you would be like hard pressed like if you dislike rocky horror then that's totally on you um and you probably have like valid reasons and stuff i don't want to hear them but you know it's fine um to each their to each their own um but yeah, no, I I enjoy Rocky Horror. I've always enjoyed it, uh, even when I was younger and I didn't fully understand what was happening. And even now that I'm older and I'm not sure that I fully understand what's happening, but I have a better grasp of things mm-hmm. um, for an adult mind. So I would say... Mm, Overall enjoyment, I'll give it a 4.5, 4.5 heels, high heels. Ooh. high praises. Um, <laughs> I also enjoyed it, like, a lot. It's great. Um, it's crazy that it took me three years between watching, like, the first half and seeing the entire thing. Um, but boy, am I glad I did get to see the whole thing eventually uh it's very fun it is just a lot is happening there are tons of puns there are tons of references that i know for a fact just went over my head um because i haven't watched a bunch of creature feature type movies um you know growing up or whatever so like i know for a fact there are dozens and dozens of like little moments that 
to me were benign, but to someone who is like of the genre, it would be like, yes, I love. Um, and of course, there's like stuff to criticize um, from this movie, but like, you know, those are th- there are things. Um, however, I did enjoy it. It is still a fun time. Um, kind of, I'm not, I don't regret not covering it earlier at all in any way, because, like, whatever. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> um, so, but I did, I did have a fun time watching it um, earlier. So, yes, I will give it. I'll give it 4.25 for enjoyment. I did enjoy it quite a lot. And Tim Curry's great. And all of all of every single look, the leather jacket with all the badges, the corset, <laughs> the all of the shoes, the little anklet thing. Oh, yes. Every like just every moment. I was just like, please let me have that. Um, <laughs> you look so amazing. So yeah, that is that is where I'm at with that. Now's the time for obsessions. Listen to our obsessions. It's just a little bit of news. <laughs> and the things we adore. From stage to screen musicals. <laughs> and albums and albums and more. Fair things to stream. If you want, now's the time for our obsessions. Do, 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 do. This wow. is a part of our podcast. <laughs> wow. This is a part of our obsessions, our podcast, where we talk about things that, uh, I mean, as the song indicates, things we liked and news and stuff regarding stage and screen musicals and TV and all of that stuff. Um, I will start off. I don't have a lot to say this week. There's not much that I was engaging with altogether. Um, The Diana musical's out. I haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. I've mentioned it before. If you, uh, you know, if you haven't been here, it's on Netflix and Diana the musical's there. Um, Tick Tick Boom had a new trailer come out, like a full trailer, because the last one was kind of like a teaser trailer mostly. Um, so that's out. And I think Andrew Garfield, there's like a clip of Andrew Garfield singing a song, like there's a, a full song somewhere on YouTube or whatever as part of the promotion. And then there's also a Let It Go, uh, you know, the like the Evan Hansen's and the... Eliza um, Hamilton's that that vibe of a of a video where it's just like a bunch of char- bunch of people who play the same characters singing the same song with harmonies and everything and it's great. Um, so it's "Let It Go," sung by the Elses and Annas of the world. Um, it's on Disney, on Broadway, on YouTube, as well as lots on stage. I think um, so. That's fun. And also, uh, two trailers for shows. One in the West End, Phantom of the Opera. I've talked about this like a thousand times. Lucy St. Louis um, as Christine Day. We love, we stand, we just, we enjoy to see it. And the, um, there's like a short little clip of Beanie Feldstein 
uh, as Fanny Bryce just being like hello gorgeous and it's great I love it (laughs) I don't know she looks like she's living her life and I'm loving it and there was like this tweet of like a picture of her as a kid dressed up as Fanny Bryce and it's just like beautiful to see I don't know I don't know I don't care I love it um and then also there was some uh cast there's some casting news around um funny girl and Jane Lynch is I think playing her mother which is fun um people will not let Leah Michelle live it down <laughs> I feel a bit bad for her so you know <laughs> that's that and that is that that is all I have um this week what about you it would be a few years ago now because it's 2021 and 2020 definitely happened so a few years ago i um saw sharon d clark in um caroline or change um and it was very moving very motivating um i'm very happy that i went to see it um Sharon D. Clark is a master and she is they're reviving that specific show on Broadway um with her in it so it's I'm just I'm like doing non-paid promotion for Caroline or a change because it's not um a, a show that gets talked about a whole lot um mm-hmm. it, it, it is on this uh black woman um in in the south uh it's this a white family a young white boy the relationship between the boy and her versus her her own children um it's just it's very interesting and i really like it so please go and watch sharon de clark in it if you have the funds and two there's going to be a hidden figures musical that is oh yes i did see that that is going to be um, directed by one of the people who worked on Aida. So I'm just like, yes. Uh, um, it is, what is her name? Shell Williams. She um, is gonna be, it's gonna be uh, made by Disney. So uh, I'm expecting good production values. That's all. That's all. That's all I am yeah. saying, because Disney has that that money. I saw, mm-hmm. I saw Aladdin. You have money. <laughs> um, and I've seen clips of Frozen too. Like, yeah, when they do the the, the dress thing, the dress reveal. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about that. Potentially, what that's going to look like and be. So yeah, that's that's my news basically. <laughs> awesome, cool. All right, that brings us to the end of our first October entry, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hope you enjoyed. You can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are TMMTMM Podcast. On Tumblr, we are Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast. You can email us at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast. At gmail.com. And we have playlists from every 
year that we've had this podcast that are songs that we liked from each of the movies so long as the soundtrack is available on Spotify for me to put in a playlist, you know? So that, you could just look up TMM, TMM Podcast, go to the profile and not the podcast itself, and you will find those playlists. Next episode will be Shock Treatment. Get excited. I've never seen it, so I don't really know, but I'm excited. And I hope you're there to join us. <laughs> Until then, though, I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. And this has been Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>